Hello there and welcome to the first ever edition of the Just Talking About Films podcast. My name is Ian Sargentson. And my name is Luke Taylor. And uh, it's great, great to be with you and uh, to just talk about films, yeah. which is something we love to do. And and that's really why we did this, isn't it, Luke? It's not because we're, we consider ourselves experts, but we've always just loved talking about films to one another. And we want to continue doing that. But we also want to open up the discussion. So when I watch and listen to film podcasts, which I do quite regularly, I find that they're quite um, knowledgeable and they know a lot and they go into a lot of depth. Whereas we wanted to do this just to open a discussion for anybody that appreciates films at any level. Because <laughs> we know nothing. <laughs> yeah. So with the other person that goes into all of the cinematography techniques and stays up and watches the Oscars and analyzes them and predicts them and all of these things, and you love films on that level, or you just like enjoying them when they're on, then we want to in, uh, have a conversation with you. We want to invite you into this conversation. So make it as accessible as possible. So that's why we're doing this. And this is our very first episode, and I'm really excited. What yeah, me too. Me too. And those of you who are watching or who are following us on Twitter and all that kind of thing, we want you to be part of it as well. We'd love to invite you on. We're just looking for opportunities to talk about films with people. We like talking about films. You've, you've started uh, recently in a few... Um, movie clubs where I'm, I'm part of one of them and it's just great to meet up with people and talk about films i think in some ways that inspired us to do this is we enjoy so much just talking to people and meeting new people as well yeah and that's that's why i did it so as luke said i started a couple of film clubs on zoom and because i was sick of talking about films with people that weren't interested <laughs> or with the same people over and over again. So I just love to get a different perspective, see what other people think, get suggestions of other films um, from people because we're all different. And it's just it's just been good. So we unite around our love of films. So that's why we're doing this. Mm. And if you want to get involved, because we're going to have guests on the show and different things, if you want to get involved, then do that with your social media. We can get you on and we'll chat together. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to what, what happens. Yes. And... Um... We'll just we'll do a little bit of a catch up uh, in a moment, but yeah, if you want to get involved, just get in touch with us, and uh, we would love to. You know, it's great to have film suggestions from people that are films you've never seen before. I mean, in the club at the moment, we just um, one of the guys brought Warrior um, as a film. I've never seen it in my life. Never seen it in my life, and uh, it's great to be open up to films that you missed. And some films you watch and you're like. How did I miss that one? How did that pass me by? And uh, so was it Ollie who suggested uh, Warrior? It was, yeah. So it was one of his. Ollie, thank you. I enjoyed it immensely. <laughs> so the, yeah, the two films that I've got gone for film club this week, because it's once a month, but the buff this week is Warrior, um, which I watched yesterday, and um, Hacksaw Ridge, which is one of my favourite film, so that's wow. just been a good month. And we get together and discuss them, and this is kind of a spillover from that, really, but we want to invite you in. So get in touch with us. Let us know if you've got any questions that you want us to either discuss here or just answer generally, then then get in touch with those questions. Yeah, because we'll have a question that we focus in or a topic we focus in on every week as well. Um, but I guess a good question is, you, you know, you, you said you've just watched Warrior yesterday. What have you watched this week, Ian? This week, say so I've I've watched Warrior. I also rewatched um, Twenty One with Kevin oh, Spacey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's a good film, that. 
yeah, about the MIT students that went to Vegas to do the card counting. So I remember really enjoying it when I was when it, when, it, when I watched it on release, um, and I've been watching rewatching a lot of films lately, and my opinion seems to have changed. But I remember really enjoying it, but not couldn't remember why. I just remember it was one of them films that I liked, um, yeah. and, and I loved it again. It was you know steady um it was well done so yeah what about you um i'm just trying to think what did i watch recently well i watched warrior for the first time and um spoiler for when we uh, talk about it on uh <laughs> the next movie club but i was kind of so-so with it i enjoyed the training montage all of that but the second tom hardy walks into that ring and downs the guy with one punch i, I was in that was it i was like <laughs> this is the best <laughs> yeah i mean I don't, again, don't want to go too much because we've got to talk about this um, <laughs> on Sunday. But, um, yeah, there was a lot I loved about it. But I think the way it was sold to me when it first came out kind of um, caused me to struggle a little bit with it. So it was sold to me as it's just like Rocky, but with MMA. <laughs> now, Rocky, if you can't tell from the poster behind me, it's one of, is my favourite film. Um, so that was a big sell. And... Yeah, it, it wasn't like it. It, but, it was what what happens if you get Rocky One and Rocky Four and put them together? Yeah, that's what it was. So there was too much Rocky Four in it for me, and not enough Rocky One. Um, so I saw that recently. I saw um, Promising Young Woman. I watched that uh, last week as well, um, which was uh, it. Took, had some dark turns, and I wasn't expecting. I really enjoyed that. Um, which just won best was a best screenplay at the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I enjoyed that. And then, oh, dear me, I watched Netflix. What were you doing? Thunder Force. Yeah, I looked at the trailer with Kate, my wife, <laughs> and we considered it and, I, and we deduced that it looks dreadful. Well, we did. We were, You know, when you're in that kind of mood where you're just like, I just want to watch something that's not great. But boy, it, it, it lowered the bar. And... Look, we're doing this podcast because we love film. And we don't want to get into being um, <laughs> mean about people. Um, but Ben Falcone, um, who is um, Melissa McCarthy's husband, who keeps letting him direct films? <laughs> I mean, somebody needs to call a stop to it because it, it's, it's. You look at his filmography and you're just like, how did how how did this happen? How did this happen? And Ben, if you are watching and you want to come on the show and discuss that with him, Ben. I'm sorry, I don't want to be mean, but... We'd love to have you on, Ben. <laughs> so we just ask, so Luke can ask you a few questions. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I re-watched St- um, Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire one, one and two, um, in the last seven to eight days. Um, really enjoyed them again. Um, yeah, so... That's what I've been watching. Let us know what you've been watching um, in the comments or wherever you're watching this. Comment, twi- tweet us. Um, yeah, just get in touch. And you, you mentioned the Oscars earlier about best screenplay and stuff. Now, obviously, Oscar week is generally a big week, and a lot of the different podcasts I listen to or the accounts I follow, they get really hyped up for the Oscars. Mm. Um, and not only in America and stuff, but friends I've got over here and they stay up all night and watch it and you know have competitions and predict who's going to win what do you get into the Oscars on that level I don't really I when I was younger I did I, I, there was a couple of times I stopped up and I watched it and boy it's long 
<laughs> and then it goes on. And and then I started getting to the point where you'd watch the, like Sky would put on like a, a, a cut down version on the morning and I'd watch that or I'd record it on the night and then watch it with breakfast, fast forward and all the, all the awards I wasn't interested in. Um, but that's kind of lessened over the years. The funny things, these ceremonies, aren't they? They're kind of a lot of grandeur that it looks like not even the people doing it seem to enjoy it. <laughs> no, I think there's too much tension surrounding it at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So for the last few years, and, and not just, you know, the political angle, which has been well documented, but just this, this, it's just so, I find it divisive. Mm-hmm. People get really upset if the film that they wanted to win doesn't win. It's like, I know that society, especially because of social media, seems more polarised than ever. But even on this, it's like a secret ballot. People are voting, you know, anonymously. And there's still frustration about their film didn't win or, you know, mm-hmm. your favourite one for whatever reasons. And very rarely do I agree with the choice that does win, to be honest. No. And, and, and one of those things really ultimately... Doesn't matter. It doesn't change. Thing. I mean, what it does do is highlights films maybe you wouldn't have seen otherwise. Mm. I remember Parasite winning last year. Yeah. Was it last year? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know that gave it an opportunity to come out of the cinema that it mightn't have had otherwise on a wider yeah, release. Yeah. And I got to say, that is a stunning film. Um, yeah, it's different to anything I've ever seen, but I do like that aspect. So I do like watching the films that are nominated just to, just to see. And Kate and I recently wrote the list of all of the best picture winners over the years and wanted to go through them, so we're working our way through them. But, but yeah, I do like that aspect, but I just find it... Everybody's arguing about it all the time. The week after the night before, there's some controversy because yeah. um, so-and-so didn't win or so-and-so did win or he wasn't there. Or The thing is, if the film doesn't win, the film still exists. You and can still, still go watch it. You can still yeah. enjoy it. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't take the film away from you if it loses. <laughs> No, and it's all subjective anyway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Like this, we'll find... I mean, some some things I refuse to acknowledge are subjective. I have some opinions on films that I refuse to entertain people who have the opposite opinion on. <laughs> we'll get into them in the coming weeks. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, so I don't really get that into the Oscars. I use it as a nice guide, but... Yeah, it's like, uh, for example, I hadn't heard of Nomadland, but it was not on my radar at all. Hadn't heard of it. Um, but now that it's you know it's won, it's had that. Uh, it looks interesting. It looks like it'll be a good watch. I think it comes out tomorrow actually over here on uh, Disney. Yeah. Um, so mm, it's a film I probably would have missed, but now I'm gonna I'm gonna give a go. Well, so Kate draw draw drew it to my attention a few weeks back. She said, "I want to watch Nomadland. I'm mm. hearing a lot of good things." Now Kate doesn't like films on the same level I do. Well, she doesn't. She doesn't doesn't watch as many as I do. She still likes them, but she says she brought it to my attention. I never heard of it. Um, and then, yeah, so we'd had a look and it realised it came to Disney. So so we'll watch that. But, yeah, there's um, there's a lot of films like that over recent years. that, And some of them that I've won or been nominated, I've watched and thought, that is, it's just not for me. What a nonsense. Like The Shape of Water. Shape of Water, absolutely. It's <laughs> one that came to mind. I just didn't get it. Now, I know people that love it. I know people that love it for the artistic reasons and all of these different things and the message it's saying. But for me, it's film is a bit like a bit like art, isn't it? Yeah. It can mean different things to different people. Some people can look and see a masterpiece and other people can just see some wibble. <laughs> we have a section that we're going to do each week called The Films of My Life. Yeah. 
Um, do you want to explain what that is? Yeah, so when we have when we have so every week is say that Luke and I will be here unless one of us is away, but we'll have guests or our guest on the show and they will join in on this whole discussion with us. But each time we want to ask them about films of their life, the the, the significant films in our life. A bit like um sorry for breaking copyright here, but a bit like a desert island disc that you might hear on a radio station. Yeah. Um, so a bit like that in terms of films that are really significant in our lives. So there's a series of questions that we'll ask of each of our guests that come on. So today we'll just ask them of each other, really. Brill. Okay, so first question. Um, should I, should I, I'll ask you first. We'll, we'll okay. ask them in there. So what is your favourite, and I know this is often a hard one for people to answer, what would you say is your favourite film? Yeah, and I think, as you said, that there's people that, I don't know my favourite and it changes and it's changeable on different days, but for me, it's there's always the same four or five at the top. And I think Rocky, as I've already mentioned, is always the first one. Um, when I was a child, it wasn't my favourite even in the series. There was too much talking, but I just, as I've grown older and watched it again and again, I just love it. I just, I, can, I never used to be able to understand why, going back, that why it won the Oscar. Um, but, fully get it now it's just I just love it and I can watch it over and over again and not get tired not get bored notice something new yeah it's my favorite film what about you I think and it does change but I, and I have a list of, I'd say I've got a list of, of 20 that keeps on the top one keeps on shifting but I absolutely love the prestige great film um I, I read the book before I saw it um just as, as it was in production, because I'd heard and, and I liked Christopher Nolan films. So I, I got the book and I read the book and it's, it's actually quite different from the book, but the book just absolutely um, floored me. It, I thought, I thought it was a brilliant book. And then when I saw the film and, and saw the changes that they'd made, it impressed me even more. <laughs> it was one of those things. And the, the book really tricked me because as you're reading it, you don't think about all the stuff that's going on in the background and what's really going on. And you get to the end of it and you're like, hang on, is that cheating? And then you go, oh, no, no, I picked this book up in the sci-fi section. Of course, it, of course I did. I should have known exactly what to expect. You know, it was in sci-fi and fantasy. Mm. And so the, the, the way that the film changes at the end, um, but I, I love that film. I love the idea of these two guys just obsessed with one-upmanship and, and, and coming out on top and this dedication almost to their job that ruins their lives. Mm. and uh, I find it's a fascinating film I love it I could watch it on a, on a loop <laughs> yeah so we watched it again recently because I'm going through this phase um, of watching films that I said that I, I knew I liked but I didn't know why or even films that I disliked that, you know, and, and the prestige and I knew I liked it and I knew it was so highly rated but mm. I, I think the way I've watched films or my appreciation for film has changed in the last 10 years it used to be purely about entertainment. Now it's more about how it makes me feel, the story it's telling, yeah. how it, the the arcs of the characters and all of these things that they come into play. Ultimately, I want to feel something because of the story. I just love storytelling, being told stories, reading books um, and so on. So yeah, I'll watch it for that. I care more about the words now, whereas it used to be about 
I want to see just the action. I want to be fast. <laughs> you want things to blow up. <laughs> yeah, don't want stuff to blow up. Don't want any lulls. I want somebody to be angry. Revenge is a dangerous motive. <laughs> I think I've just quoted Kickboxer there. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that, that's the kind of thing. But yeah, so much more appreciation of that. And I think it's the same with Rocky. So when I used to watch the Rocky films as a youngster, it was all about entertainment. Just that fast-paced revenge, you know, beat him up. Oh, he said something nasty or whatever in the training montages. But then when I watch Rocky One now, ultimately it's not a sports film; it's it's a love story. Mm. It's about yeah. Rocky and Adrian now making, and that sets the the scene all the way through to Creed Two. Um, so yeah, I, I just like it, and I've rewatched them all again recently, and just appreciate them even more. It's a good film. It's a good film. Okay, so next question: What have film have you watched the most? So we'll be talking about this at the end, but yeah, the film I've watched the most in my life, ironically, I don't know if it is ironically, I don't know if I've gone all Alanis Morissette there, but strangely, um, is Rocky Fall. Rocky so Fall? not my favourite, but say as a kid, I used to watch it <laughs> at least once a week. Um, you know, sometimes I'd just skip to the key parts, the training montage, but I'd watch it over and over again. So Rocky Fall used to, yeah, watch that. Um so yeah, as I say, multiple times a week. <laughs> Rocky Falls the one I probably watch the most in my life. That's one of those things, isn't it? Because whatever we uh, pick on this due to our ages, it's probably going to be a film made in the eighties that we yeah. had on VHS as kids. <laughs> well, that was it. Yeah, I think um, yeah, the eighties, early nineties. Um, but yeah, most of the films that I've watched the most are there. I say. Home Alone would be up there, but I've watched, I only watched that once a year, but I've watched it every year since I first watched it at Christmas. But only watch it at Christmas, so I don't watch it outside of that time because. Um, yeah, we watch it every Christmas, yeah. Yeah, do. so, but yeah, so Rocky Four for me, what would yours be? I think, um, and it's actually going to come up in another question later as well, it's probably Ghostbusters. Um. I, I I watched that thing. I mean, I wore out the VHS. We had <laughs> we had it taped off ITV. Um, you know, like you see, that's sometimes that was the only way you had a film. You had it taped off the telly. I remember where all the advert breaks were when I rewatch it. I remember, and it was, you know, ITV used to have this thing where they'd clean up the language in films. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I remember all of the alternative takes of all the words. <laughs> For example. Winston going, I've seen stuff that will turn you white. <laughs> um, and then there's, a, there's another moment. There's, there's a moment where they lift the word Twinkie from an earlier scene and use it to replace another word. Right. <laughs> and it's just one of the, and it's said in a completely different way. And But every time I watch it, I hear the word Twinkie. <laughs> when there's another one. And... Uh, but I, yeah, I watched it and watched it and watched it, and uh, I think I could probably quote it all the way from the start. Brilliant. Don't test me on that. But <laughs> um, yeah, loved it. I loved it. I watched a lot as well. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, that's got to be. I mean, there's some films I watch a lot now, but they'd have to be going something to catch up and make up the ground. And the next question, and it may well be the same answer. So the next question is like, what film made you fall in love with films, or what really took your breath away and impacted you, 
you know, as a film the first time that you saw it? Hmm. I think the first time <laughs> there was loving films. I always enjoyed watching films, but the one that made me enjoy the cinema experience hmm. was Batman. Michael I Keaton. Remember, that was the, the Michael Keaton one. Yeah. I remember going to see that. I was 11 and it was the first ever 12 film. Mm-hmm. And I remember over the summer, all of the publicity about being the first ever 12 and feeling it was so unfair that I couldn't get to see it. Um, so, you know, I snuck in, you know, we, we, I, I got in pretending to be 12. Um, <laughs> which I just, you know, there must be a statute of limitations on that. Oh, must be, yeah. <laughs> and I remember, but I remember because I'd never really, I'd, I'd been to the cinema before. The first film I actually saw at the cinema was Ghostbusters. We'll come back to that. But I remember because it was a 12 and I remember there was a lot of controversy about um, the Joker throwing acid in somebody's face and things like yeah. that. And, and I remember being in the cinema going, I was quite scared. Because I thought, I don't know if this is going to be too much for me. <laughs> Just sat there going, there's all this publicity about you have to, you know, it being 12 and I'm not 12. Maybe I'm not going to be able to handle this. Um, but I absolutely loved it. And it was from that point where going to the cinema became like a regular thing for me. Yeah, I think for me, the first film with that magical cinematic experience that I was really about as an experience rather than just, hmm. you know, a film, was The Goonies. I went to the cinema to see The Goonies. And it was just, it was just unbelievable. Um, I just, from that moment, even to now, I want to be a Goonie. Do you know what I mean? Goonies <laughs> never said die. It was just the sense of adventure, the collectiveness, the fact that it was kids. It was a big budget, so there was all of these great things. Slides, you know... Um, inventions it was just it was just everything about it was just it had everything you wanted as a kid didn't it yeah it did (laughs) um and still now it's still you know easily one of my favorite films i just love it so that was yeah and and even just think about the nostalgia and the feels it takes me back so when i think of it i can't help but think about you know the smell of popcorn and that cinema smell and the dark room and the big screen yeah so that was what it was for me you can't beat it, can you? I tell you what, uh, I miss it. Yeah, I mean, the last film I went to the cinema to watch was Tenet, um, and I was the only one in there because it was in the middle of mm-hmm. the pandemic when cinemas were open for a while. It was at the Everyman, so it was comfortable because um, we've got an Everyman here in Clitheroe, where I currently live. Um, yeah, but I, I've not been since. I can't wait, really. I know. Not long now. Not long now. Um, What was the first thing you remember seeing at the cinema? First thing, film I remember seeing at the cinema was actually The Jungle Book. My mother (laughs) wanted me to see it at Billingham Forum. Right. Uh, So we went there to see The Jungle Book. I remember I got some fruit pastels or something. I remember my mother moaning about how much a box of fruit pastels cost because it was in boxes at the time. Um, Because the forum used to have a theatre and a cinema. Um, Yeah. And I, and, I, and I loved it. And I say I was I was in awe, but I think I was really quite young then. So it was more about the cartoon, the thing, than appreciating the experience that I did a few years later with the Goonies. But uh, that's my first memory of going to the cinema. Yeah. What about you? It was it was actually Ghostbusters. Um, I remember I was all in on Ghostbusters before I'd even seen it. 
I had the picture book, you know, the um, I took you through, had all the photographs from the movie and told the story. I knew, I knew the story. I knew where it was going to go. It had all the quotes in. I knew all the quotes before I got in there. Yeah. I knew to expect a scary ghost a few minutes in in the library. And I remember being, because I knew it was coming. I'd seen the picture. I remember being sat there in the cinema going, it's coming, it's coming. Uh, um, I had the sweatshirt, you know, remember we used to get those those grey sweatshirts where you yeah, used to yeah. have, for, I had the sweatshirt already. And I remember I was so looking forward to it, but I had to go to the dentist first. All right. Um, and I remember well, my dad said... Okay, or did you have an appointment? It was an appointment. Oh, okay. <laughs> an appointment. It wasn't just, I'll take you to the cinema, but first you have to go to the dentist. <laughs> I don't know what I was getting. I think I was getting a filling maybe or something like that. Um, oh, that's young again. I don't know what it was, but I remember I said, You've got to be on your best behavior. If you're on your best behavior, if you're a good boy, we will go to the cinema and watch Ghostbusters after this. Yeah. So I was on, I was on a promise, and uh, <laughs> I don't know why this happened, but I remember, um, you know, they put those bit, those cotton buds in your mouth, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah they, they sort of, and the taste funny. Well, I thought they'd put cotton buds in my mouth and. For some reason, I decided that I'd chomp on them. I, I, I bite down on them. And yeah. I don't know, I, I, again, to this day, I don't know the full story because I was quite young. But it wasn't a cotton bud. It was the finger of the dentist. Ooh. And I completely bit into the finger of the dentist. And, and uh, my dad had to be called in. The dentist was bleeding. Um, <laughs> and I remember the dentist, thinking... They had the dentist blood in your mouth. Oh. <laughs> And I remember thinking more than I was worried about the dentist. Oh no, I'm not going to go to get see Ghostbusters. But it took you anywhere. It took me anywhere, which you know it was probably a bad call, but you know. <laughs> Very good. Um, so what about this one then? So what film do you seem to like more than the majority of people? So you either love it and everybody else hates it, or you love it and they just don't appreciate other people don't appreciate it enough. I think for me, uh, not only do I think people not like it, I think a lot of people have never heard of it. But it's Death to Smoochie. It's what? Death to Smoochie. Death to Smoochie. I must admit, I've never heard of it. It is bonkers. It is the strangest film. It's uh, Danny DeVito directed it. It stars Edward Norton, Robin Williams. Wow. Um, it's... And it's uh, Robin Williams plays a corrupt children's entertainer who has a big network show, but's taken bribes to get kids on the front row and to get kids in the show and all that kind of thing. He gets taken down by the FBI and sacked, and they want to go squeaky queen with their next guy. So they find Edward Norton, Edward Norton, who dresses up as a purple rhino and looks quite a lot like um, Barney. Wow. Uh, he's a squeaky clean guy who has underlying anger issues <laughs> um, and they propel him into the most corrupt world of children's entertainment <laughs> that you can ever imagine. And it is insane. I, you, you watch it and you think, how did this even get made? <laughs> how, how, how did this film exist? But it, I love it. It just it hits my funny bone every time. <laughs> I've not heard of it, but I'll, I'll keep an eye out for that. It's, it, I tell you what, it's got one of the most gonzo Robin Williams performances you have ever seen. Um, I, I mean, he plays a guy who is psychotic and messed up, but also really childish. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's brilliant. I'll keep an eye out for that. Um, 
for me, there's a few, but I don't, I don't know if the people hate them. I just think you know when people talk about films, great films or good films, they don't, they don't seem to talk about them enough. And there's two that I've got, um, but I'd probably go, hmm, I'd probably go with Billy Elliot. So. I love the film Billy Elliot. I love the story. I love the musical and everything. But I just thought it was a great film. I thought it was so well done. I thought the acting was good. The casting was good. The, you know, political, social commentary of it was good and told well and was, you know, um, sincere. Obviously, I'm an investment growing up in the Northeast and not so far away, not in time or distance from the events of this. Um has a factor, but I just thought it. I just thought it was brilliant. Just thought you know about the underdog story, all of that, um, challenging um, preconceived ideas and social norms. I just, I just the the soundtrack is outstanding. I just mm. thought it was really good. But when I hear people talk, it's rarely mentioned. And you know, I'll tell you what's a really good film. Or I, I never see any publicity of it. I mean. Yeah, that's fair. It's, it's a great film, Billy Elliot. It's one of those ones that you, when you think of it, it doesn't come to mind immediately as a great mm. film. But when you watch it, 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 it's it's just so well made. Yeah, um, so and I think it did get a lot of recognition at the time, particularly mm-hmm. by, by the BAFTA and so on. But um, I think that probably resonates with us in a way as well because it was it's kind of made where we grew up and the yeah, age yeah. we grew up as well. So I think it was that initially there was there was more of a hook on that. Yeah. Um, but just every time I watch it, and every time you know I see anything, it's just quality all the way through. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that would be mine. And then, obviously, flipping it round, what's a film that you don't get the hype? You know, people seem to love, and you just either don't like or just don't understand it. Okay, I was gonna start. I was gonna say anything by Stanley Kubrick, but that maybe is a bit broad. Okay. So I'm gonna pick on a single film, not by him. There's one film that people keep on talking about how much they love, and I just despise. <laughs> And that is the greatest showman. Dear me, we haven't even talked about this, but that was mine as well. <laughs> I don't despise; I just don't get it. But I just, even as a musical, it's bad. I mean, one one scene for me. You know, there's a scene where it's Zac Efron and um, oh, Zendaya are having like a they have a like a, a duet. Well, but the whole thing is so obviously dull. I mean, the the they're jumping around, they're moving around. But you can't hear any of that in their voices. You know, there's not even this sense of it doesn't feel connected to the what they're doing or any. Oh, I just I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, I hate it so much. The the opening of the film where you get all of your introduction to the characters in one song, and it's just like I I I, I checked out straight away. I mean, I didn't. I don't hate it. I don't have such a strong reaction. I just don't get the hype. So for me, it was in context, it was off the back of La La Land. So I really didn't want to like La La Land because everyone went mad about it. And I went to watch it and I absolutely loved it. Oh, that right? yeah. do. fantastic film. And then the same with The Greatest Showman. I thought, all right, well, all right, last time. So I went. Um, there wasn't any characters that I got involved in. The message was okay. Um, technically, there was a few issues, but the characters, for me, I didn't empathise with any of them. I didn't... I mean, Hugh Jackman can sing. Why auto-tune him? And there was one bit where, is it... It's Michelle Williams, isn't it? That she goes away for a period of four years 
and comes back totally different. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and like, she's aged about 30 years and then another scene in a period of time goes and she doesn't age at all. <laughs> and it's possibly another 20 years. So it's like, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I liked it. And no, I didn't like it. I, you know, I would have thought, if I'd have just seen it without all the hype, I would have thought, well, it's all right. It is what it is. File alongside any other musical that is what it is. Um, but when it was, Lord, is this thing, and everyone's going to see it in the sing-alongs. I mean, we went to see it as soon as it came out, you know, because we often try and see things early. And we came out just thinking, well, that's, that film's not going to run. That's just, that's going to die. And then it just kept going and kept going. And, kept, and it's just like, did I did I see it? Did I see a different film? Did I just have a bad experience in the cinema? So we we you know we watched it again when it came out on streaming. No, no, it's still bad. I mean, some of the songs I like; they're quite catchy. I like them. Um, but yeah, I'm sure there's people watching this. Oh, I hope there's people watching this. I'm sure there are people watching this that, that love it. But um, a good musical for me should make you believe that song has been sung by the characters there and then, in that moment. You should believe that they even if it is dubbed. You know, because you're always going to do poor syncing with it anyway. But every song just felt like they were just singing along to an album. Mm. It just felt so disconnected and, ugh, no. Well, I just didn't find... And I know that it's a character arc and you're seeing there's redemption and all of this thing. But um, I can't remember. What's he called? Hugh Jackman's character. Um, P.T. Barnum. Yeah. I just didn't think he was very likeable. No, no, he's not. Do you know what no. I mean? So I want to root for him, but all the time, you know what I mean? He's do, there's questions of fidelity and different things, and he's you no know, doesn't treat his wife very well. And I don't know. I just yeah. Everybody in that film's good. I just feel, and I, I think the the fault with it is the direction. The, whoever directed it did not convince me that. Yeah, it just I thought it just didn't hold together at all. Yeah, I mean, comparing it for me in terms of everything, every aspect, I thought La La Land was a superior film. Yeah, and it's not that I don't, you know, I like some musicals, but I've got to believe, I've got to believe those songs are part of the story and not just a lazy way to tell the story. Very good. So if you're watching this and they're the things that films of our lives, so if you want to answer them for yourself, you want to come on as a guest and answer them, if you got want to take issue with anything that we've said. If you like Greatest Showman, come thoughts. and tell me why it's good, please. Yeah. Tell Luke why it's good. <laughs> you're gonna, yeah, just tell us your <clears throat> your thoughts on those things. Um, and just, I guess, at the end of each week, we will discuss a theme. Now, today, it kind of tied into stuff we've already talked about, um, but generally it won't. Um, but we'll ask these questions on Twitter and stuff um, in the build-up, but this week the question we asked was, "What film have you watched the most?" Which we've already answered. Yeah. Um, but there's so many films that I watched a lot as a kid, and as, as you say, they're all around the '80s and '90s. Whether it was Ferris Bueller, Rocky One, Two, Three, and Four, <laughs> Home Alone, um, RoboCop, over and over again. I shouldn't have watched RoboCop because I wasn't old enough. But I was I too young. I didn't watch RoboCop. Um, yeah. Other, I can't remember the other ones now. Ghostbusters, um, The Goonies, Back to the Future, over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, mostly the same. Mostly the same. I tell you one film that I, I remember watching a lot that I've never seen since I was a kid, 
I'm not even 100% sure. It was, maybe it was a TV movie. I don't, I don't even... You know when you just remember watching something a lot, but you're not sure why? Yeah. Maybe it's, again, we didn't have many films on, on VHS. It was The Canterville Ghost with John Gielgud, I think, as the ghost. Oh, I need to look up whether that actually exists. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've just made it up. You know, you just kind of like... I'm, I'm sure I remember watching it. And, and I, I couldn't even tell you what the story was. The Canterville Ghost, there we go. There was a 19, no, it can't be the 96 version. 1986? It's an old Oscar Wilde story. Um, no. Yeah, John Gilgood, yeah, that's it. So it was in 1986. Man, I was old to watch that at that point. Good memory. It, it must have just come out then and we'd had it taped, but I remember watching it again and again and again. I'm not even sure I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> but now I want to track it down. <laughs> what else I used to watch. There was one call I used to watch a lot. Um, over the top, I used to watch a lot. Um, with Sylvester Stallone, the arm wrestling championship. Um, <laughs> vice versa. Oh, vice versa! I used to love that. Vice versa and Little Monsters. I think they both had Fred Savage in. <laughs> it was kind of a big deal at the time, and I'd watch them over and over again. I don't think I've seen Vice Versa, all Little Monsters since, but I saw Little Monsters the other day on Amazon. I think it was, so I'll have, to, I'll have to get a watch of that. It'll probably ruin it for me, but... Um, I want to watch Vice Versa again now, see if it holds up. Yeah. Well, it was, I think, Vice Versa, I don't know if it was around the same time. It might have even been before Big, um, but, yeah. Big. Oh, that was another one I watched a lot as well. That's the well, one I where you watch it now and you go, some of this isn't okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> I watched the, the final scene, I was like... Yeah. Um, yeah. That's 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 a problem I didn't see as a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some of the answers that we had on Twitter, um, Tammy said Forrest Gump and Greece, um, and just saying before we get, just even like the viewers that we've got now or the people that are in followers on Twitter, they've got good taste in films if you go and buy the ones that have watched the most. So Tammy had Forrest Gump and Greece, both good films. Carl said Jaws. Now, Jaws is the film that's traumatised me most in my life, but it's an excellent piece of filmmaking. Good. For, I'll tell you what, it is the the, the, the craftsmanship when you watch that, the, the way it's, it's, it is genius. genius. Yeah, I mean, it's traumatised me, and we'll talk about this over coming weeks, I'm sure, because it's like therapy for me. But since I watched that film as a child, I've not been past knee-deep in the sea, in any <laughs> sea. I think I mentioned it last week on the trailer not been in the ocean and even in the North Sea, it's just, I can't. <laughs> still there in the back of my mind. So Carl said that. Um, Jane said Groundhog Day. Oh, Bill yeah. Murray. Good yeah. film. Good film. Um, hey, have you seen the new, the new, the new um, Time Loop film that came out recently, Palm Springs? Yeah, I didn't like it as much. Yeah, not as much, no, but I quite, I quite enjoyed that. It was all right. I'm just, I don't like... Uh, not, it's not fair to say I don't like him. The lead actor. Oh, um, Andy Samberg. Yeah, I don't not like him. I don't like his character in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> I don't like Jake Peralta. So that affects everything I see him in. Yeah, um, that's fair. That's fair. So, um, but yeah, and I watched another one uh, a few weeks ago. What was it called? The Map of Tiny Perfect Things. And it was a similar story to... Um, to that, to Palm Springs. Um, but did it had a do, decent twist. 
There was a, there was a good one recently. What was it? Happy Death Day. Did you see Happy Death Day? No. <laughs> That's a, a a time loop slasher film. All right. But it's it's a PG slasher. It's not a you know it's not like a but it's it's good fun and there's a sequel and the the first one's like um groundhog day the second one's like back to the future mm-hmm. um and, and and not only that both films call out that they're ripping those films off as well <laughs> they have discussions going so it's a bit like groundhog day yeah. <laughs> um so, they're worth watching they're good fun i'll have a look for them um my friend at fitness rewards on twitter said star wars um i tried to clarify which one, but they didn't say so. I mean, they'll be high up on my list of, 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 of many, many watchers. Yeah, me too. I think Return of the Jedi is probably the one I watch the most. Yes. Uh, but they'll all be up there on the films I've watched the most. Um, Matt, my friend Matt, said The Dark Knight, which is an exceptional film. I love yeah. it. Said closely followed by Rises. Um, yeah, two great films. Wow, they're both very long films to have watched a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot of time up. <laughs> but really good films. Yeah. Um, Tim said, started off with a Muppets Christmas Carol, but then said it was probably a wonderful life. So Ooh, yeah. Christmas theme there. But again, something you watch every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ali Campbell said, Ferris Bueller, and uh, not, not one film, Ferris Bueller and... Also, The Great Escape. Not Ferris Bueller and The Great Escape. <laughs> which would be a good film. Yeah, but... <laughs> which kind of sums up what he's doing, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, say, judging by those, our viewership, listenership, or whatever it is, has got great taste in films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'd love to discuss them with you and really do. Yeah, it yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, if you want, if you would like to come on as a, as a guest, just get in touch on Twitter and we'll uh, we'll pull a list together of people we can bring on as well. Yeah, and as, as we said earlier, ask us your questions, tell us your thoughts on the things we've discussed, um, whether, you, whether it's the Oscars, what you've been watching lately, what's your most watched film. So we'd love to hear from you. Get in touch, subscribe, follow all of the other things that people beg you to do on such podcasts. <laughs> yes, and, uh, and share with other people, you know, um, People who like talking about films, connect them with us as well. We'd love to, we'd love them to get involved and listen, and but also to to talk to them about film as well. Yeah, I mean, so I've had a great time um, on series one, episode one of just talking about films podcast. Yes, and so uh, look forward to thank, seeing you next week. 